You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, presented by the Milbon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, and a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. And here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. Let's talk about pizza and running. Now that I have your attention, welcome to this episode of the Running Around Charlotte podcast. I'm Tim Rhodes. This is DC Lucchese alongside me. Hello. And uh, let's get right to it. Uh, Pizza and running go together like peas and carrots. Some might argue even better, right? These two, uh, these are two of our favorite things that come together every year in Charlotte at the Hit the Bricks 10K and 5K event. And this year's event is coming right up. We've got Tom Atwood, who is the Vice President of Philanthropy at Hospice and Mark Honeycutt from Bricks Woodfire Pizza on the Running Around Charlotte podcast today. Welcome, gentlemen. And even though our relationship with Bricks goes back a ways, this is the first time we are meeting both of you. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tim. And so- we got Nancy in here too. Nancy, yeah, and and Nancy would correct me. And what I said, it's hospice and palliative care of the Charlotte region. That's correct. Good job, correct. Tim. Very Thank good. You. Listen, Let's I didn't, right. I didn't, I didn't edit the copy here. So, but uh, I just want to get now. And and listen, um, we we've been doing this event for for such a long time. But let, let let's uh, jump right, Tom. The, the the event and the pizza certainly bring an upbeat vibe. But the cause is a very serious one. Tell us about uh, Kids Path, which is part of the hospice programming and the work it does in our community. Yeah, sure, Tim. Thanks so much, and thanks to everybody on the call. We've enjoyed a partnership with uh, with you guys for a number of years, and yep. uh, despite uh, COVID's best efforts to break up partnerships, you know we survive <laughs> and we thrive. So it's yeah. great to be with you. Yeah, Kids Path. So uh, proceeds from the run goes to support Kids Path, which is um, part of our larger pediatric offering in the in the hospice space. It's probably the thing that we do in the pediatric space that's got maybe the best brand identity, if you will, the name recognition, uh, because we've been serving families and children in our area uh, for uh, for decades. And Kids Path is our a palliative medicine, hospice medicine program that helps families uh, who have children that have a life-limiting illness. And so it's a difficult subject to talk about for sure. And those of us that are parents, um, uh, sometimes when we're, I guess, laying in bed at night, you know, you think those dark thoughts about what if, or maybe you see or something on the six o'clock or 11 o'clock news and you, you say a little prayer that, um, you know, that God hasn't tested you in that way. Uh, but it's important to know that when families are tested with the most unimaginable, that there are allies in the community like Hospice and Palliative Care Charlotte Region through our Kids Path program that are there to help families. And so we help take care of kids with a terminal or life-limiting illness and with a kind of a wraparound care model that includes both medical services through our clinical team, but as well as social work and um, uh, and other kind of softer services outside of the medical space. So I, I, you're right. I mean, <laughs> that's a great way of putting it is 
you know, uh, and, and we've got five kids and, and my wife and I are just yeah. very thankful that we've never been tested in that way. Um, but it, it is, it, it is a, uh, I would imagine a very challenging time for people and, uh, the work you do to step in is important for those families, right? Yeah, it really, it really is. I'll give you a kind of an example. Also, so today we have 11 kids that we're serving in our Kids Path program. Uh, they range in age from tiny, less than a year old, um, up into the early teens. And, and Tim, you're right. We're, we're really there uh, as a partner to the family uh, to make that, that, um, that glide path as easy uh, as, as it can be under uh, what's otherwise an unimaginable situation. And also in the greater Charlotte community, there aren't very many uh, care providers that do this work. Uh, there are a couple. And so as the city grows and as our region expands, uh, you know, the need will probably grow with it. Uh, and so we're just fortunate to be one of the oldest providers in this space. And we're really honored um, to receive the community support that we do. The community recognizes this as something that's important to the city, important to the broader region. Uh, we're honored to do that work, but we're also honored to receive the support that, um, um, that we do uh, that help, helps fund it. How, how, did you, how did you get involved with kids programming? That it directly uh, reaches out to them um, it, it, was that kind of an organic offshoot of what you were already doing, uh, with, a, a, adult with people adult who are, yeah, yeah, sure. That's a great, that's a great question. And, um, yeah, so we got involved with kids path long before, uh, long before, uh, I was with the organization and Nancy, I think before you were even here, we were working in the pediatric space. Yeah. And it is a natural, just kind of offshoot of the space in which that we work, you know, people understand hospice care, um, foremost and principally as, um, as a way of serving the elderly, uh, or and secondarily adults that may not be elderly. Um, but we know from time to time that children develop a uh, life limiting illness, uh, also. And so yeah. it was kind of a natural extension, um, for us, uh, to be in, into that space. And as a nonprofit in the greater Charlotte community, right. You know, part of our mission is to go, to go where the need is to help fill a need. And so decision makers before Nancy and I became a part of the organization decided, you know what, there's a, there is a need it's small. Uh, but it's not small to the families that we serve. And uh, we're equipped to meet that need. So we moved in that direction years ago. And we've been sustaining this program as a service to the broader community, you know, since, uh, since then for a couple of decades. I, I think sometimes meeting those niche meet, uh, needs <laughs> yeah. uh, it is is the most rewarding because yeah. uh, in, in some respect you 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 kind of pioneer a a uh, a program and, and you you learn it as you go and you know you, yeah. you kind of take a little bit of a template but like it's not the same thing and so um you know i, I obviously most people me included hear about hospice care it really is an end of life 
service for people who are right. dealing with, you know, well, they've called in hospice. Okay. That means that there's something that's going to happen imminently with this person right. uh, at end of life. And, um, but there's so much more to what you, you offer uh, the community, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, hospice care, you're right. So hospice care by definition is a diagnosis of six months or less to live. And, mm-hmm. um, and we are a true wraparound care model because um, sure, there's the clinical piece of keeping patients comfortable uh, through their hospice journey. And, and that's, that's definitely a piece of it. That's a piece that probably most people know about it. Uh, but there's also a very powerful social and emotional component that, that, that partners alongside the clinical work uh, that helps um, that helps our hospice patients and their families uh, really get the most out of life, get the most out of the time that they have left in life uh, to really find meaning, to discover meaning. Uh, and that's why uh, with every hospice patient that we receive, and this also applies to the work in the pediatric space through Kids Path, uh, you know, every hospice patient gets, um, gets clinical support, they get social worker support, um, they, uh, they are given chaplaincy support, depending on their, their faith tradition. Uh, and the families that are also connected to our patients also receive the support too. And the support extends after a, a, a patient uh, passes away. And so it's not just a journey that ends when the patient passes, uh, but we're there for the families long after their loved one uh, moves on. And, and that's really part of the magic, if there is any, in the work that we do. Uh, because um, people let us into their lives in the most amazing and intimate ways, right? I mean, um, you don't have the conversations that you have with us with like your podiatrist, right? Um, we're in the lives of, uh, we're in the lives of family members in really dramatic ways. And, mm-hmm. and it runs the test of time. Uh, we have folks that are still that are still connected, for instance, to their their bereavement counselor, uh, and their loved one passed away two years ago, and so uh, and we offer that free to the community, um, not just people who who are patients of ours, but we offer mm-hmm. it to the greater Charlotte region for free to anybody who is who has lost a loved one or, or who has a loved one with a life limiting illness and is just struggling to come to terms with that um we give that uh, we give that away for free yeah yeah and i i love listening to you to tom uh your your the the care in which your words seem as though they are chosen and the uh the care that i hear in them I, literally you can call me up and ask me if i were okay with my uh, cars extended warranty, and I'd stay on the line because it's like I can hear that what <laughs> yeah. this guy is saying. He really cares about it, and, yeah. and, and I know that's got to be a beautiful thing for these families that are on the receiving end of your words and uh, and the care of, of the organization. And, and Nancy, I want to ask you, I, I don't take this the wrong way, but I know you've been with this group for a minute, as the kids say, and you've seen the kind of impact that like Tom was saying, that it has had on the community. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I go way back, as Tim knows. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, I've seen (laughs) way back, yeah. Um, And I have seen the magic, as Tom um, mentioned, Mm -hmm. um, that the care teams provide 
to our families. And, you know, I always say, you know, get to know us before you need us and don't be afraid of the H word, you know, because when you talk hospice, you know, people are just, you know, oh, it's it's the end. But then Mm -hmm. when they really get to know us and what we do for the families and the patients, they uh, they always follow up with, I wish I would have called you sooner. So, um, you know, we hear that when Tom and I are out doing public speaking but we have to give that all back to the care teams, the clinical teams that are with the patients mm-hmm. day in and day out, because they're the ones that are our frontline workers. Yeah. And, um, and we get a lot of, a lot of um, letters and um, kudos from, from families that were there for them in these, you know, tender times, really. Yeah. yeah. DC, I'm yeah, so I glad didn't... you mentioned, the, well, I was going to say, DC, I'm, you mentioned the language and that's been, uh, so I am I am a neophyte in hospice work compared to Nancy, uh, who's who's been here now. Today. Nancy's actually one of our longest tenured employees in the organization, um, an organization that's got over 500 employees in the in the kind of the greater Charlotte area. Mm-hmm. But you, you mentioned language, and that was the honestly that was like the most powerful lesson that I got in my first month uh, on the job working with this organization. And uh, our boss, Pete Brunick, uh, who's been here for years and has just been a, such a dynamic leader for hospice and palliative care, Charlotte region, told me this story. Uh, and he shared it with me as an object lesson to really be careful in how we talk about our mission. And, and that was this. And he shared the story how one day uh, uh, one of our clinical team members uh, came into his office and shared something like this. And it was, hey, great news. We were able to get uh, Mrs. Smith's uh, husband into care. And, um, we knew what she meant. He knew what she meant in the moment, right? Which is, um, uh, we were able to navigate the paperwork and onboarding a patient into, into hospice uh, care. It's, it's not easy. It's, there's some labor involved in enrolling a patient paperwork, Mm -hmm. et cetera, but it's not great news. Uh, because her husband um, was just met with the fact that his doctor believes he's got less than six months to live. And so, um, boy, that, that hit home. Uh, it's, um, it's, a, it's a tightrope act in some ways to um, be very careful with how you speak about our mission. Uh, because while we help people in the most powerful and intimate ways, uh, our patients mm-hmm. don't get better. And so we have to always keep that front of mind in how we talk about uh, the families that we help and the patients that we serve. And so I didn't want your astute comment to get away without acknowledging that because um, Nancy and I are always on our toes thinking about that because it's all a frame of reference. Maybe great news that we got somebody the care that we know that they need, but in the moment to that family, it's devastating news. It's not great news. Yeah. It's it's interesting to think about that. So Mark, how, how about uh, BRICS? Like this is important to BRICS and, and BRICS uh, has been involved with um, this event for coming up on, well, it's gotta be 20 years now, right? Close to it? Pretty close to it. I've been involved since uh, 2009. So, um, you know, this is, I guess my 13th or 14th. Yeah. Um, I think I missed one at one time when I was uh, opening up a restaurant, but uh, I was still in charge of <laughs> yeah. running it. But uh, why is this important to to Bricks? Be, you know, being it's just, 
especially yeah. being a, a Charlotte, uh, a, you know, a Charlotte born uh, restaurant. We, we, we want to be in, you know, it's, it's important to us to be involved in our community. Uh, and Charlotte is uh, our number one home. You know, we also have other uh, locations in Raleigh and, and Greenville, South Carolina, and, you know, other places as well. And, uh, but this is our, Charlotte is our home. So this is it's very important to uh, be involved in the community, and that's the, one of the uh, cornerstones of our uh, our vision. Uh, why is it important for Bricks? And as you touched on, being you know a Charlotte-born company, which you know we absolutely love, why is it important for Bricks to be involved in the community and to have an impact outside of great pizza and good times? Well, you know, first of all, we want to be involved in the community because the community supports us. Um, you know, you know, people in the community, the only reason that we are still exist and are able to be profitable. Uh, so, you know, I think that reaching back and giving back is something that, uh, you know, Jeff and Eric have always been, uh, you know, very, very supportive of. I think, you know, um, I've been involved with this race, like I said, since 2009, and uh, I personally, I don't have a connection to, you know, hospice or anything like that, uh, but I've been involved with it so long that I feel like uh, it's something that I do because it's fun for me. You know, I like uh, it's, it's it's something different that we do on a, you know, one, you know, one Saturday out of the year, and, uh, you know, even though we're still serving food, it's just something a little addition, you know, something outside of the norm that we don't always do. And it's just great fun. Uh, there were actually years when, when the race didn't fall under my purview, you know, didn't fall under any of my responsibility, but I, you know, I volunteered to work at simply because, you know, I knew how, you know, how busy it was and I knew, you know, you know, I know how to run it. So I always felt, you know, no, it was a good time too. You know, we got, you know, we work hard from, you know, six o'clock to nine 30, but after nine 30, we get to kick back and enjoy the runners and, and, you know, enjoy the festivities and, you know, even have a beer or two ourselves perhaps, but uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's a good, it's a fun time. And I've always, uh, I've always volunteered to do it whenever I could. So I, I like the partnership that we have with um, Run Charlotte and for Bricks and Mark, even though you have not had a hospice experience uh, personally, I know that Jeff has, and which is part of one of the reasons why he chose um, Hospice and Palliative Care Charlotte Region and Kids Path as um, a partner with this event. Hopefully after all of these years working this event alongside us, if there ever comes a time that you or a family member is in need of palliative or hospice care, you know who to call. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, there's a great nexus here too, because just as Bricks is a homegrown entity and has grown with the city, you know, hospice and palliative care Charlotte region was homegrown too. And we were founded here in 1978. Uh, and we're the first uh, hospice provider in North Carolina. And so, um, you know, we've grown with the region, uh, also. And so there's a lot of, I think there's a, a lot of overlaps that make this kind of a, a marriage made of love and not an arranged marriage. Yeah. And, and it goes to what Nancy said about getting to know you before you need to know you. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's so important. And we hear that time and time again, um, because uh, for whatever reason, um, reasons even bigger than us, and we don't understand, you know, hospice care has become synonymous with different things. Um, you know, death is imminent. Um, it's, it's about surrender. Uh, it's it, when it's, it's not about that at all. It's literally about um, finding and creating a, a way to, cr to discover the most amount of meaning in life while the time that you have left in life. And so much of what we do is, is designed to allow that, um, allow that to happen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did so many thoughts about this, I, you know, the, the kind of the uh, pre COVID, um, we, uh, we used to run this race uptown and down through the Elizabeth neighborhood, um, a nice uphill finish <laughs> coming back up Seventh street, <laughs> um, to finish at the sixth street restaurant there, right, right by the light rail. But, um, that bricks is actually, uh, closed. And so we have moved this event out to the uh, uh, Blakeney uh, shopping center, which is uh, at the corner of Ray Road and um, uh, Ardrick Hill, correct? Yeah, pretty yes. much. Yeah. yeah. And so last year, so we didn't have it in 2020, but last year we had it. Um, and uh, it was good to put the stake back in the ground and, uh, and have this event again. So May 21st this year, and we have shifted to the spring and I think uh, that's a good home for us, but uh, May 21st, so Saturday morning, there's a 5K at 7.45 and a 10K at 8.30. And uh, everyone who finishes the race is welcome to uh, the best wood-fired pizza in the world mm. uh and i can attest to that because i i have had it and it is wonderful and uh there is also a uh a nice selection of uh beer at the finish line as well so pizza beer and running what a great mix for a saturday morning um to support this worthy and wonderful cause absolutely breakfast of x champions yeah, that's right. <laughs> of ex champions. There you go, and and there's a great pasta bar too, right? So it's not all pizza, but if you want pasta, pasta and so forth. And so if you want to sign up, you can go to uh, runcharlotte.com and uh, sign up. There's still time and there's still room. You get a, a beautiful custom designed uh, uh, cotton blend T-shirt. Um, the, the pizza and the beer at the finish line this year, runners get a finisher's cup. It's part of a six, uh, six part series of cups. So, uh, you'll get a finisher's cup at the finish line. It's, uh, made of a, a, a nice, uh, tin material with the, the race logo on it. And, uh, you'll be able to have your beer and water and whatever else you drink in that, um, and it does support a very worthy cause, the Kids Path Program at Hospice and Palliative Care of the Charlotte Region. Nancy, I know you're proud of me. It I only am. took it only took me five years. So, well, you said the word palliative correct, so that's great. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tom and uh, yeah. Mark and DC and Nancy, thank you so much for being a part of this today. Uh, we look forward to seeing you runners out uh, soon at Hit the Bricks uh, 5K and 10K at the uh, Blakeney Shopping Center. Um, and we will see you there. Thank you guys for all you do for our community. Thanks for having us. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration and more information is at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week, anywhere you listen to podcasts.